Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Applied Human Design Podcast. My name is Heather. Uh, I will be your host. And as always, I'm so happy, so grateful that you're here spending a little bit of time with me today. Um, You might notice from the title that today is actually our 100th episode. So I completely lost track. Um, this podcast, its evolution, its journey is completely chaotic. We've been through many chapters. <laughs> We've been through many evolutions. We've had, I think, three name changes or at least two name changes. Um, and yeah, here we are. We've made it to 100 episodes. Um, so I think it worked out really nicely. And, you know, you'll probably hear me talk about this. It works out really nicely that um, I'd scheduled... Just a little bit of a catch up with a friend of the podcast, Abby. Abby's been on here quite a few times before. Um, She's a friend of mine um, who I met through doing this work. And yeah, we just vibe and all of that. We have very similar designs, which is always really interesting. I think we have two channels the same. We're both projectors. um, But yeah, she's emotional and I am obviously not. Uh, anyway, we won't go into that too much. Um, so I'm recording this intro a few days before you will hear it. When you do hear this episode, I will be recovering from neck surgery. Um, so I'm very excited to be closing this <laughs> interesting chapter um, that has been 2024, the 2024 Saturn in Pisces uh, lump on my neck journey. Um, they're still not even a hundred percent sure they know what the lump on my neck is, but after months and months of tests and scans and all sorts of things, they're just like, let's just cut it out and then we can test to see what it is once it's out. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm going in for surgery tomorrow, tomorrow being Monday, I'm recording this on Sunday. Um, and then I'll be recovering for the next week. So yeah, uh, that's what's happening. Um, And so I was also thinking that since I'm going to be in recovery for the next couple of weeks, at least I feel like the 100th episode is just a perfect, beautiful, wonderful place to close out this year, close up this season. We're just going to say that this um, has been a chaotic season five. Um, Basically everything from, I think there's an episode called like, I'm back baby, the last 10 months summarized in a few minutes or 25 minutes or something like that. Everything from that until today is season five. And we are going to open up 2024 with season six uh, of the Applied Human Design podcast. Will it still be called that? You know, you know, I love a podcast name change. So I make absolutely no promises. Who knows what could happen over the next three weeks? Um, Anyway. All right. So that's that. So I will speak to you in 2024, which is wild. But if you do want to play in my world before then, um, well, I'm the the human design head witch on Instagram. Um, if you want to keep up, um, see what's happening on there. Um, or I am hosting this. I'm so excited for. I'm hosting the void. Um, on the what day did I set it for? I think the 27th of December. Yeah. So the void is a 90 minute play date you me my members anyone else who wants to join to quantumly entangle you with the most desired delicious 2024 that you can imagine um so this is a this is really taking advantage i always view the chunk of time like the 10 days in between the solstice so summer solstice here in the southern hemisphere winter solstice for those in the northern hemisphere 
between the solstice and actually New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as literally like an energetic void. Like it's such a portal because it's like one year has ended, um, but the next has not opened. Like it's literally a blank space in which you can like, I am going to be guiding th you through my personal process of like plugging into, taking advantage of this void created through the energetics of everyone in the world, like winding down one year and opening the next to insert into that pure potential and really begin to embody the energy, the frequency that you want to be creating and stepping into in 2024. So we're doing that um, again, 27th December. Would love to see you there. Tickets are free for my Hedgewitch members. So if you are a member of mine, you can jump into your um, portal and you'll find the Zoom link and everything in there. Um, and tickets are $44 for everyone else. So it's obviously an incredible time to become a member of mine um, because you pay $33 a month. And not only do you get to come to the void, but you get monthly masterclasses plus a back catalog of, I think, like well over 27 hours um, of stuff. And yeah, also, so speaking of Hedgewitch members, we are currently in the process of renaming and restructuring this to be and become and hopefully this will be done by early next year but we'll see we'll see how much like I guess surgery recovery actually takes out of me um but hopefully this will be done be by early next year to rename and restructure this to be the coven of energetic mastery and hopefully that name gives you a bit of a like fabulous idea of what direction everything inside the membership will be taking in 2024 um yeah so this is already like an infinite portal of all my past masterclasses as well as the like it includes the foundations of human design portal that my students get um, and so, yeah, that's $33 a month for now, but I can imagine that as we upgrade, update this to become the coven of energetic mastery, that monthly price will quite likely go up. So, but you can join now to lock in $33. All right. <clears throat> so that's what's happening. Um, I won't talk for too long about the things that, that I've been enjoying and loving this past fortnight since, you know, obviously Abby and I spoke for, I think around an hour, um, but here's a few things that I've enjoyed this past fortnight since we last chatted. Firstly, ear candling. I have terrible sinuses. Um, if you also have terrible sinuses, mine is genetic. It is inherited. Thank you, dad. Um, but I'm constantly like, what? What? I can't hear you. If I don't get my ears cleaned out regularly, uh, I'm miserable. <laughs> um, and it had gotten to the stage where I was miserable. And then, of course, you couple that like bad sinuses with all the flying and then um, whatever this lump is in my neck, it's been like pushing on my lymph lymphatic system too. So it's like, well, anyway, so I got my ears candled yesterday and it was so good. Um, and it's so satisfying just to see like all of the gunk, like, like, you know, they're always, cause they know you're curious. They're always going to show you like, oh my God, look at all this stuff that came out of your ears. And it's just so satisfying. So I, highly recommend it especially if you uh a sis who also has terrible um blocked up ears all the time um okay so that the other thing I'm really enjoying right now is my sunset lamp so I got introduced to this from my sister who got introdu introduced to it from her friend but it's essentially a lamp that you can buy and it's like a usb lamp 
um, and you plug it in and then it has like all these different colored attachments and it creates the colors of a sunset on your wall. Incredible. I know. I know. What will they think of next? Um, but it's really like obviously so good for um, people like myself who have sensory sensitivities um, light sensitivities and all of that who also whenever someone has the overhead light on you cannot focus on anything else like the number of times someone will try and have a serious conversation with me and the overhead light is on I'm like you do not know me at all because I can't hear a word you're saying <laughs> not only are my ears blocked up but that overhead light is taking up all of my brain power but anyway so these sunset lamps are amazing because you can just have this like purpley or pink or red glow on your wall um I found they're definitely bright enough to read upon they do like they are quite shiny so I just like push it to the back of my desk or something and yeah just let it reflect on the wall so highly recommend that um and the final thing was that I went like rock climbing while bouldering um a couple of days ago with my sisters and it was so fun um my body's still sore <laughs> after days um but yeah so bouldering is essentially like indoor rock climbing but you don't have the harness so you're just like using your strength and agility um and nimbleness is the word that I prefer uh to climb right to um traverse the wall uh and it's so fun and like so they have obviously like lots and lots of soft mats everywhere so if you fall like falling is meant to be like half the fun but I'm like I don't want to fall um so you just fall back onto soft mats but anyway so I did that it was something that I started to get into pre-lockdown and then just hadn't gone back afterwards so I guess like obviously yes part of this recommendation is if you haven't been rock climbing bouldering highly recommend it is such a fun thing um another one of my like special sensory like things is that I love being up high um like uh, this is why the Grand Canyon is my favorite place I've ever been in the world because you can just like stand on the edge and look down and it just like sends pure thrills through my body like it's just incredible but you know rock climbing bouldering is all of that like you get to um be up high and climb and ugh, when you are in the zone and when you are like just you're thinking about nothing like if you are an overthinker if you tend to do that it's so good for like centering like especially if you don't like really vibe with more classic styles of meditation and things like that this is great because you all you're focused on is like well where can I put my hand next where can I put my foot like and you know one of the biggest tricks is you have to move kind of quick because if you're too slow like if you are letting your brain move too slow when you're like overthinking things then you are using too much energy and you won't have the energy to get to the top or to, to reach the next stop because it's like the, you you will be like hanging on for dear life for too long and so you're using all of your muscle power um and your strength and then you just fall because you don't have the energy so like a huge part of it is just like being completely centered and present and just doing it anyway so that's that it was really fun um but anyway so I'm gonna just let you guys get into the episode now um I just want to say thank you so much for an incredible 2023 I'm so excited for next year um, you know, I've started speaking about it a little bit more on Instagram, but this, this year has been really difficult <laughs> for me. Um, it has been a huge, like, uh, you know, I, th I feel like the word initiation is obviously overused so much, but it's just, 
I've grown up like I've never grown up before. I've been forced to, um, well, obviously come face to face with my own mortality and, and things like that through being just really sick um, and exhausted. Um, and I just, yeah, I tell you what, when, when I talk about the void, like I am embracing the void, like this, this entire, like last three weeks of December is just pure potential and just releasing of the past and stepping into the new. Okay. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into this gorgeous chat with Abby. Um, I think you guys are going to love it. You guys already love her. She is literally one of my favorite people in the world so naturally wise and so naturally like charismatic I think that's one of my favorite things about Abby is just like yeah she can just yeah like uh, we we speak about a little bit but just like (laughs) some of my favorite which she's one of my favorite people to like watch and follow her life on Instagram and it's like she's talking about things that I know nothing about or like the most ridiculous random things like the whole she has like a whole um Instagram story that she's been going through about like the journey of getting those fancy um cat litter trays <clears throat> where they're like self-cleaning or something like that and it's so it's so fun it's so fascinating it's like you know it's such a gift and a rare skill to be so charismatic that these stories around a self-cleaning cat litter tray can be some of my like most like the things I'm the most excited to see on Instagram. But anyway, maybe that says more about me than her, but I don't think it does. I think it's her charisma. Yeah, that's the word. Okay. So I'm sending you guys lots of love. Um, I hope you have the most beautiful holidays and I will talk to you in 2024. Oh my goodness. Okay. Bye. Okay. Hello, everybody. Today, we are welcoming back our longtime friend of the pod, (laughs) Abby. Um, We're just, well, actually, uh, it worked out really nicely that today I realized is my 100th episode. Um, So it's perfect. We get to have a little girls chat, a little girls catch up. Um, We've not had Abby for a couple of years and I know I have a lot of new listeners this year so some of you might not even have met Abby before but that's okay you will get to know this wonderful human Um, and yeah anyway so we might as well just get straight into it we're going to talk about all kinds of things so hello Abby. Hello. How are you? you? So great to be back it's been a minute since we've done one of these so I'm really excited to be back. Yeah so excited to have you. Okay, so where we left you, right? I think that's where I want to start. So I believe around about like, (laughs) I think it was a good solid two years ago, like mid-ish 2021, which is almost more like two and a half years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But I believe like where we left you, you were running your business, like online business coaching. Um, I think it was just before or maybe just around the time that you were starting self-employed sisterhood. Um, And one of the things or like the major thing that I really had in mind for our chat today was talking about like identity changes, identity deaths, and just like big life transitions and things like that. And I know (laughs) that your life is very different and who you are is really like shifted a lot since that time. Um, So maybe we should start with like that first dissolution of your business, of self-employed sisterhood um, and the process towards letting that go and including like what was going on inside and all of that, anything you want to share around that. 
Yeah. So if I don't know exactly when we caught up last, but I think it was right as I was, it was the two year mark that I was just sort of getting self-employed sisterhood, like rebranding it and like getting it really out. Um, and that was great. Right. I had a great time running that like community is what I'm all about. I had a lot of fun and it just got to the point where it was like a constant struggle. And you know how this is in business. Like I was feeling really burnt out a constant struggle of trying to keep people in memberships, a constant struggle of trying to keep people enrolled. Um, and I finally hit like a breaking point with it in the summer um, where I had a few girls drop out of my like higher level. And I was like, what am I going to do if these people drop out? Like I'm screwed. So it was kind of a dramatic ending to self-employed sisterhood. I, um, as Heather knows, I ended it just like, in a flash, I just ended all memberships. Like I went from, it was a very emotional and dramatic ending of self-employed sisterhood. And I think it had to happen. There's actually not a lot of me that regrets doing it. Um, could I have done it with more, more less emotion? Maybe, but um, I don't really regret ending it at the time that I ended it. Um, and I'll have feelings every now and again too, of like, wanting to get back in and then being like no I definitely don't want to get back and we'll talk about that more as the podcast goes on but there's been this like sometimes I miss being an online business and other times I'm like no actually I don't miss it at all <laughs> so there's kind of this like push pull with it um so yeah I kind of just like blew up the business all at once decided to stop and ended up going back to waitressing and just like coming offline completely I went from daily stories of every second of every day of my life on Instagram to like full ghost mode. I barely post much online anymore. And it's, it's refreshing. I have to say there's parts about it that there's parts about it that I don't miss. And then there's some times where I'm like, oh, I do like even doing this podcast night. I was like, oh, it's been so long since I've gotten on zoom and like taken out my mic and done a podcast. Like it's, it's an interesting feeling. Uh, okay. I have so much to echo back on that and like ask you more questions about and everything. But yeah, first, I just want to say, I think, and this is why I was like, this is where I wanted to start, even though this was like a long time ago, relatively, this was like yeah. still a year and a half ago that I was watching you go through this, like, <laughs> like you said, literally overnight, like, no, I'm done. Um, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, very overnight. like, you know, it's we're done, over. we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people can relate. I think that online business, the way that it has been sold, I, and that's, I think the industry or like the field itself is going through a big transition itself, which, you know, I've spoken about a little bit, so I won't go into it deeply, but a lot of people have it the way that it's been sold to people like this is so easy you know like just you just I don't know brew your tea and like whatever like there's no stress but it's still running a business you know like it's it takes a lot of energy especially when you are you know I, I know we've spoken about this before but when you're getting it off the ground and even when it's off the ground like this is still something that you have to be continually investing a lot of energy in and then yeah, you have like, two, and I know like a lot of people listening too, it's like you have too many of those incidents, <clears throat> incidences of like, yeah, people canceling memberships and, and things like that. Or you've just tried so many different structures and things like that and not found something that matches almost what it feels like. 
Mm. Or like what it's supposed to be like, how easy it's like sold to you as. You're just like, no, I'm done. And so I think that emotional response, like you said, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's so human and like the number of people and the number of times I've also had those intense feelings of like I think we've spoken about this I'm like do you know what I'm just gonna shut down everything and like jump on a bus and never return and what's more (laughs) projector bitterness than literally burning your whole business down in four days like (laughs) it's a (laughs) list yeah yeah exactly right um okay so yeah something that really stuck out to me and then we'll move on from this little part of the chat but you described it as ghost mode like the that really like that really quick transition from sharing so much of your life online to really keeping your life for yourself and just going back to just I don't know like waitressing and just like I don't know, being a normal human and not always yeah. thinking about like, oh, what should I post say? Like, how should I share this? How uh, the biggest thing for me is like, how can I make this a teachable moment and stuff like that? Like, yeah. the, like the amount of work I've done to get that little voice of like, you know, spiritual Sally out of my head of like every part of your life should be, you know, I did this and then I learned this and then da 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 and just like learning to be more and more real. Um, sharing online and then also learning when it's just to like keep things for myself but I don't know if there's anything else you want to share about like <laughs> yeah that's a struggle I mean I felt that a lot when I was, and I don't think I realized how much I felt that in business until I stopped um but it was finally nice to just feel like a person and not a brand like when you're having to show up in that way it's like you're constantly and that's the advice you know right everything is your brand everything you do is your brand and it's like I'm finally like, oh, I don't, I don't like have to be a brand. Like I can just be a person and I can just do what I do. And if I want to share something, I'll share it. I didn't, turns out I didn't really want to share anything. I just recently started like sharing little bits and pieces again of just like normal people life content. But like, it was really nice to take that break of constantly feeling like everything I did was like branding myself. And like, you don't even realize you're doing it until I stopped and I was like oh this is actually kind of nice um and then it got unnice I'm not gonna lie either it's like I was sort of like I'm just gonna waitress chill like do my thing and after like a year or so of that I was like okay like mentally this is not good for me I need to do something you know and like so I did have it's been a lot of ups and downs too it's not just like oh I left and then it's all been butterflies ever since um mm-hmm. and then the identity crash you know what I mean like all for the last five years, I had run a business. I had self-employed. My whole brand was like working for yourself, being a business. And like, I did love doing it. It made me a solid income. I had a very flexible life style. Um, I enjoyed it at the time that I did it. And so it was like this kind of like, well, now who am I mm-hmm. without that? Like what? That, that's what I had spent so many years building my identity around that, that it was kind of like, now what? Um, and how did you go about dealing with that? Like that loss of identity that comes from literally being linked to your business. And also like, not even just that, but like you were sort of saying, like being known as, cause I get this too, like, <laughs> and that's like, 
don't know if we get time to talk about my stuff, my identity transitions, but like yeah. just as an example, like something that I got or for like the last two years was like, oh, you know, she's like digital nomad. Like she's so cool. Like she works from everywhere. Like that being tied up in how people think of me and like something is like it like it like becomes your identity therefore it becomes your brand and like what gives you (laughs) (laughs) like something that's interesting about you right and so how did you cope with and deal with I guess that that period of time where you were like okay I need to almost disconnect from being a self-employed person and like boss you know like all that stuff um not well like I don't have any great advice for you it's not like I'm like oh I did that like I didn't really cope with it well like I it was up and down there were a lot of times it was really emotional and I'll get upset and like I had felt like one of the biggest struggles for me was that just around two years ago now I had met my partner and like at the time I was like successful and I was like my business was doing really well. And like, we would go on dates. I was really flexible. We'd just go away for a couple of days. We'd go stay at the casino. Like my life was just set up really. I was making my own money. It was like, no. And then it just all crashed like within eight months of us just dating. And I had a really hard time with that. Cause I felt like he helped me out financially a couple of times. And like, I felt like, like now I'm this like loser waitress. Like this isn't what you got when you met me, a kind of a feeling. And he never, made me feel that way. And every time I'd say to him, he'd be like, Abby, I don't at all think of you that, but it's like that, that feeling of like, well, this is how people perceive me. Right. And I think that's one of the things that helped is that like, no one else thought of it that way besides me. Um, and you could see it even with people I interact with people who have followed me on Instagram. When I do occasionally post all the same people are looking at my stuff. And I don't think they think anything about the fact that my life has changed. I don't think anything about the fact that you're not traveling anymore. I'm like, oh, look at her settling down and back in Australia. And what, like, I don't, you're, you're not really thinking about it in the same way that it feels when it's you where you're like, oh my God, like everybody else, like I failed, you know, I think it's some of it too, yeah. is like that, like, oh, I failed at being a business owner after like preaching about it and how much I loved it for four years and honestly, it was just rocky and I had to get over it and just accept my, my new life. It was not easy. I don't have any great advice for you. <laughs> no, no, of course. And, you know, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never seeking like what I was talking about before, like that teachable moment, you know, like, because yeah. life is not that. And especially when we're talking about something like exactly what we are talking about, that literal like death to a part of you and like something that you've clung to and something that people have identified with you it is messy and you brought up the word failure and this feeling of oh I failed I think that's huge and even just as you were talking I was like having realizations about my own situation and and how I view this in other people too that just hearing you say something like oh I failed at being a business owner but it's like no because you were a business owner (laughs) for like you said like four or five years like how is that failing it's something that you've done you've achieved you know it's really more like I did this it was a part of me it was a part of my life story and now I'm shifting that life story so yeah I think without even intending to you gave me a nice little reframe (laughs) so thank you (laughs) yeah teachable moment didn't even go yeah but it's, it's not easy like I I there isn't much that you can kind of say, like, I spent a lot of that year depressed and struggling and feeling like I wasn't doing, you know, it was like nice to just waitress and show up and do my thing and leave. Like it was nice in some ways, but like, 
I struggled with it for most of that year. And I can't say I have any huge like ahas that switched it around. Um, and there were times that I was like, I'm going to get back into it and I'm going to do, you know, and I'd get all excited and do up my Instagram bio, you know, the deal. And then I'd be like, I actually don't want to do that. <laughs> like, you know, at some point you have to like be realistic with yourself of like, I actually think I don't really want to do this and that's okay too. Yes. And I just want to say, before I say anything else, I actually love like your random Instagram stories now, like that are just so human. And like, (laughs) there was one story where (laughs) I don't know. I'd obviously, I live nowhere near you. I live on the other side of the world, but you were talking about like, I guess the gas station near your house. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and I watched the whole thing. I was like, I'm invested in this storyline. Like, and that's what's so funny is like the same people who always followed me when I ran my business are still following me and invested in my dumb happenings that I occasionally post very far and few between, you know? Um, so it is funny. I don't think like my audience, I'm going to air quote that, thinks of it any differently. You know what I mean? Like my life is just sort of shifted and that's, that's that. Um, that's nice. Sometimes I feel a little frustrated that like, you know, like I'll str- I'm struggling to make money at jobs and I know I have the ability that, and that's what c- comes up to me a lot is like, I know I can make money online, but I'm like, but then I'm always, that's what I always come down to is like, but actually do I want to, <laughs> like, I'm not sure I actually want to, I do see that there may be a world where I would do it again. Um, but I don't know when or if that actually is real, but I, I've never closed that door to me that like, I would never go back. Like, and like you said, I think the industry is shifting a lot. I'm see- I'm seeing just in a lot of you guys who are still doing it. I'm seeing a lot shifting. And something I also realized getting out of it is like how many people come forward and are like, oh, actually, it's been really hard for me. Like it was always easy because my husband pays all the bills. And Like I think there's not enough people being honest about their situation either. Um, and, you know, like it is it is harder than we people sell it to you. Dude, yes. Yes, exactly. And like, I think this is so important to say and like, you know, something that I say all the time is like, people are starved for authenticity and that like realness and that, and this is the, this is like the problem is that like people get into this thinking it's going to be easy because everyone's like, oh, it's so easy. But like you said, like they've got someone backing them. They've got like something. And like, even though I've been doing this for same thing, like probably like four years, there's never been a moment where I'm like, oh, it's just like, I'm totally safe. Like I totally completely trust, like there will always be money coming in and there's never been a time when I don't have to shift and like pivot and like continuously be looking to, okay, what are the changes in the field and how can I meet those changes? Again, just like you would in any other field, just like you would in any other industry as a business owner, there's never a moment when you're like, okay, cool. That's it. Like, now we just do the same thing forever. Yeah. Like it's not that it's just like your nervous system turns off and it's so cool and you're getting massages all the time that people like, you know, is it flexible? Yeah. Like I miss the flexibility uh, working. I was working three jobs the last year. I miss the flexibility of working online. Yes. There were perks to it. A hundred percent. But it's not exactly. I think sometimes how it's being talked about. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So should we just like, close up the okay no let's go into because obviously you're going through well I know you're going through another very big life transition right now very big life (laughs) so it was 
July-ish last year that we worked together. Like you were in a program of mine that was funnily enough all about life transitions and that sort of thing. Oh yes, it was very about life transitions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so that was the last time I think like around then we were having like a good, good catch up. And I was like, sort of seeing what was happening on a weekly basis. Um, But towards the end of that program, I guess we found, well, you found out and told me about another big transition. Big old (laughs) life transition. Yes, I was um, in Heather's program. Um, And actually, I think I joined that program because I was really struggling with what we're talking about now was like, do I just give up? Like, do I just give up? It'd been a year I'd been serving at that point. Like, do I just give up on running a business? Do I even want to run a business? Is it it just in my head? Because I feel like I should want to run a business. And I remember saying to you guys like, oh, I really have this calling to like be a mom. And so by the end of the program, found out I was pregnant. (laughs) And so I am currently 22 weeks pregnant. Um, so undergoing a huge life transition where like, it's yeah, now it's just kind of tossed a whole, which is funny too, because in the last couple of years, like with the death of my business, even though it wasn't always easy to see, and I was just struggling, like there, oh, there was starting to be more and more of this call towards motherhood. And I was like, what is going on? Like, is this something I really want? Is this just like 32? Is this just what happened? You know what I mean? Like, cause I did not see that coming. Um, but yeah, I kept feeling more and more called towards it. So then this summer, it was funny. We were kind of talking about it. And then I was like, oh my God, guys, guess what I just found out? I'm pregnant. It's happening. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it. I just feel like the timing to me, like as an outsider was so just like divinely guided. It was like, you needed the support of that group to really get to the place where you were like, okay, I've been saying for weeks, like, this is what I want. And here it is. Um, firstly, congratulations. And I'm sure all the audience is giving you a very big congratulations to you. You're going to be such an amazing mum. But I really wanted to talk about this because obviously something that both you and I had in common is that, or like whatever, that we didn't really feel that call towards motherhood or like that. Again, it's just like, and so I've- That was in my boss babe era. I couldn't even imagine. (laughs) Couldn't even imagine. (laughs) Did you- (laughs) so did you ever see like was this ever part of something that you thought you wanted in the future like before prior to these feelings coming in yeah like I in my early 20s was really sure I remember saying like I really want to be a mom and then like you start adulting you know what I mean like I got out I was I wanted to start a business I'd gone through massage school so I want to start doing that um and so like my focus just went totally elsewhere and then I was in no condition to be a parent for a lot of those years right like I was just in no headspace at all whatsoever to even consider that as an option um I was married once before as you know I don't know if I've ever talked about that on the podcast but like he kind of wanted kids I didn't I was young I wanted to, I wanted to start a business I really wanted to see like where my bodywork career would take me and all of that and then um I had another ex who like we were both like no no kids never kids like it's a no like I really was in a hard, like definite not can't imagine it. And then I met this man and I do not know what happened, but pretty much immediately he was always like, why do we always end up talking about babies? And I was like, I don't know. It's so weird because neither of us ever wants babies. He has a daughter already, but I was like, he was done one and done. And I was like, I don't want babies. Like, it's so weird that we always end up. And it just kept coming up over and over and over and over again. 
And as we started really dating and getting more serious, it started to be where it was like, we really were talking about babies all the time. And I was like, what is going on? And then the baby fever got real. And I don't know, man, it really came out of nowhere. At one point, I had said to to one of my girlfriends, Brenna, who you probably remember from Self-Employed Sister and everything. I had said to her, it was early. Him and I had probably only known each other for a couple of months. And I said, I don't know what it is, but I know I'm going to have this man's baby. And I don't know why I feel that way. Or like, it's like, it was way too early to even have remotely felt like that was a thing. And I was like, there's just a part of me that felt like I knew that at some point that would happen. And early on when you read his chart, because this man, the, I want to say like our second or third date casually drops his birth time at date and time in conversation like he didn't know what he was doing so I go to the bathroom and I'm immediately looking up his chart and I'm texting it to Heather because I'm like oh he literally it was like our third date who just drops their birth time to a girl like me come on you know better you know yeah he knew what he did (laughs) yeah so looked up all stuff and you when you went over our charts our astrology charts you were like Oh, I don't know what you said because astrology is not my strong suit, but you were like, oh, that's the line for babies. And you were like, oh, but I swear you're not going to have babies with this man. But like, that is what the charts say. (laughs) And I don't know something about it. I just knew. I just knew it was going to happen. And then that same night I said it to my friend. He said something to me very similarly and was like, I just feel like we're going to end up having. And I was like, I literally had been thinking it and had just said it out loud for the first time. To Brenna, and when he said it, I was like, "This is weird. This is weird. We're destined." My goodness, I like I literally love this story so much, and of course, like I don't know. I think when it comes to these, when you just know, I mean, I feel like it really is just the actual spirit of the baby itself. Like probably like hanging around you, whispering in your ears, like, "Mom, like this is the one. Like you are gonna bring me forth." And like, this is the person who can help you bring me forth, you know? And so like just having these continual people saying like, I think this is going to happen. And yeah, I remember like looking at you guys' charts and of course, knowing that, oh, I don't think she wants kids, but like, I just can only say what I'm seeing in the chart. (laughs) Like I remember telling him what you had said about our charts and I conveniently left that part out because I was like, that's aggressive. We just met like, I'm going to say anything about that. That's really weird. Yeah, it escalated real quickly. So incredible. Yeah. And okay, how are you going? All right. So obviously, like preparing for motherhood, there's like a lot of physical things that you need to do, like buying all the things, right? Yeah. What about the more energetic, the emotional, the internal like shifts and transitions and like identity shifts again that you're having to make to make space for this new being like literally like a, a part of you essentially um and you know I've heard several times that motherhood literally is a death like and a rebirth like yeah I've heard that too and I'm I'm interested to see because like I'm not really at that point yet like once he actually gets here what that's gonna be like um I mean it's been a wild ride already I will say that and, and we talked about that briefly before we hit record is like 
there's a lot of, that's another thing people aren't being super authentic about. Like there's a lot of just like, oh, it's such a blessing and it's such a great journey. And it's just this wonderful journey. And like, I, it is, you know, some people really struggle to get pregnant. I want to acknowledge it is a blessing and I'm lucky that it didn't take me. It wasn't hard for us. Right. But it's hard and I am sick. I was really sick for like the first half, whole half of my pregnancy. I was sick and there's all these awful symptoms that you don't really know we're going to happen. And it put a big strain on our relationship too. Like that's another thing is once I started talking to people, people were like, oh yeah, I hated my husband the whole time I was pregnant. And I was like, okay, so this is just normal, but we're not talking about it. We're just acting like, oh my God, he's the best. I'm so excited. And like, it's hard, right? And it's hard for them, especially if your partner is male, like to understand for what you're going through. Like there's no way for him to understand sometimes what I'm going through physically, what I'm going through mentally, what I'm going through emotionally. And then like on top of just like the normal, like nausea, being sick, throwing up, all those things is like, I'm constantly giving to this person. And there's like, it's hard not to feel some days like he's just taking all of my energy and he's taking, I feel a little like blocked from my normal, like kind of spiritual channels, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like he's kind it's just a lot. Like all of my energy is going directed to building this person. And especially in the first trimester, when you're really like building all their little organs and bones and skin and everything, it's just, it, it it's a lot. <laughs> it's I a mean, lot. no one tells you about this part. I mean, yeah, it's like, it is the ultimate act of like self-sacrifice, you know, like, yeah, you're like you have your whole body, your energy, everything. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And I think there's something you brought up just now and it seems to be like a recurring theme is this like, and I guess it is a, a side effect of the social media era that I think we are fine. Well, I don't know. I feel like potentially we're somehow starting to close out is this like glossing over the ickiness of life and like glossing over the difficulties and glossing over like hating the person that you're with sometimes you know and glossing over like the struggles of running a business online the struggles of running a business anyway because what I think this is one of the shifts that I think I've been seeing happen in just like well like the healing industry and all of that but then also just people sharing our lives online at all is we're moving and like it's just been such a long transitional time that we're trying to shift from maybe this more like aspirational sort of way of talking about life in in like the context of pregnancy and motherhood and all of that it's like the like mummy bloggers and I don't know I guess like people or not even that it's more like the the women and people sharing online like oh my god my kids are such perfect angels like they all dress in matching outfits and we go to like whatever and then yeah being pregnant is so beautiful and oh my god look at our relationship it's so perfect you know we never have any issues and we always like consciously communicate (laughs) our problems which don't even get me started on that um and then yeah obviously in terms of like running a business it's it's a very different situation but it's the same thing so we're moving from that like aspirational of like you should want it to look like this it should look like this if it doesn't look like this then you're not doing it right which just leads to shame um because people are like oh well okay so all i need to know, do is like buy these products that this person is selling and then i'll have a life that's just as good as theirs like if i buy the same brand vacuum as this like person whatever then 
of course my kids will be angels, you know? And it's like, that's obviously not yeah, true. Yeah, and I think a lot of, like, especially when it comes, I mean, when it comes to pregnancy stuff, like I imagine a lot of women, I think you do have rare ones who are like, I loved being pregnant, it was so great. But like, I think we then, you feel weird saying that you don't because that's what everybody else is saying. But like, so you just think you're alone in it. But like, it's a struggle. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's not the easiest thing I've ever done. I will say that. Like physically, it's hard. Emotionally, it's hard. Mentally, it's hard. Then there's going to be a baby here. Like that's a whole nother hard thing. <laughs> it's not just going to get easier. And like, you know, the support is hard. Like if you don't have a good support system and like, you know, even partners, like even trying to support the absolute best he can, like, it's like, he just doesn't get it in the way that my mom friends do. Um, or even my friends who haven't had children, like they just don't get it in the way that my friends who have had kids or who have been pregnant have. So it's like, I don't know. I think there's just not a lot of like people being real realistically open about what it's actually like. And then, so when you go through it, you feel like, oh, this is weird. And like, I'm kind of depressed. Is that normal? It turns out Yes. Prenatal depression, also very normal. So like, it just, there could be, there could be, we could be doing better as a society about being real about this whole experience. Or I had a really hard time, um, which I haven't spoken about too openly actually yet, but I was sure that this baby was a girl. Sure. And I just had this very strong feeling. He was pretty sure he's like, he really wanted a boy, but he was like, I have a feeling you're right. I have a feeling it's going to be a girl. Almost every massage therapist healer that I was working with was like oh it's definitely a girl I had people just be like oh it's a girl right and I was like I'm pretty sure it's a girl right the whole thing everybody 95% of the people in my life thought it was gonna be a girl when I popped that popper and the blue freaking smoke came out I was like what in the hell are you what and like that's another thing like gender disappointment is real like it's it's very real and I felt like it wasn't even necessarily that I wanted the baby to be a girl, but I like, you're growing this person. Like I am, was so sure that I had this connection with this person. And then suddenly I went from feeling very connected to the baby to suddenly feeling like, who is this inside of me? And where, where did you come from? You know? And so it was a really, that was a very jarring experience and when I talked to other moms, they totally understood that. But yet online and out and about in the world, it's like, we're just so happy they're healthy either way. You know, I had a friend who who's pregnant and she said it was a boy. And I said, oh, is that what you wanted? She's like, we're just happy either way. And I was like, oh yeah, like I cried for a week when I found out it was a boy. And she was like, oh, I was really just, it's like, I finally gave her the permission to be like, yeah, actually I was kind of disappointed too. And I'm like, you're allowed to be like, that's okay. Like you don't have to block oh this is so important and like okay I did not see this conversation going here but like uh, as you were talking I just like women friendship (laughs) is so it's like essential and I think that something it is something that we're slowly slowly getting better there's this like real renaissance of like true woman friendship and like Mm -hmm. true support and like the relationship you just described of like no, this is what I really felt. And you like giving your friend permission to share like what she really felt in that. But it's like for thousands oh, of yeah. years. When I was honest with people about it, so many people were like, oh yeah, yeah, I cried. I like, So many people were very honest with me about it too. It's very, it's a normal thing. You just don't hear about it really. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Because like, yeah, how much are we expected? And this is just like what how women are conditioned. They're like, you give, like it's what you do. Like you give, you give, you give. Um, you're not really allowed to like 
complain about it in any way whatsoever. Like you're not allowed to have any problems because you're here to like raise life, take care of people. And I think that for thousands of years, it, is, it has been that like when a woman is a certain age, she is like given to her husband, essentially joins his family, therefore losing her friends, her family, her sisters, like her mum, right? She will no longer be a part of her family. It's like, it comes down to like, you know, you literally lose your family name and you take your husband's family name. Yeah. And I think that even though we do things differently now, there is still that um, we need to learn. We really need to relearn the importance of maintaining strong women friendships and like maintaining full permission for honesty and authenticity in there. Because like you said, like other women and like for you, like other mothers are the only people who, who will get it um, because like just having a partner, like especially like a male partner or whatever, that's not enough support for these big transitions that we've been speaking about. Like because yeah. they, just, they just won't understand. They, they can they try. Just, they just don't understand. Yeah. At one point he said to me, he's like, he's like, I mean, I knew we thought it was a girl. He's like, but I just didn't think it was like that deep. And I was like, I'm like growing this person. Like, this isn't just like making guesses about something. Like they're inside of me. Like I am literally creating this person. I've grown every bone and skin and organ that this kid has. So like it's deep, like there's nothing shallow about it. (laughs) Like I thought I had this really strong connection and now I don't, like I suddenly don't, you know? And, and I did have some people who were like, you should just be happy. And I'm like, well, I'm not. So it's not helpful advice, you know? Like I'm sure like, great but I'm not so like (laughs) what are we gonna do about this um but yeah no the the, the whole thing has been a little the whole thing has been wild yeah yeah well (laughs) it's a wild situation and it's something that people just like take for granted like oh yeah you get pregnant you have a kid like it's just like the cycle of life but like we undersell and it's so undersold like what that actually means for the individuals involved like you and then obviously (laughs) like your partner but then also it's like this new child (laughs) like this thing this person that wasn't a kid wasn't here didn't exist before is suddenly going to exist like that's not normal like that's literally like magic (laughs) and that's wild too and like I've started to feel him move in the last couple of weeks and that's weird like it's a really weird feeling you know and that's cool that's one of the coolest parts about like again not that there aren't cool parts because there are it is really cool too also like you're creating a person um so like to feel him moving around in there, like I just sat down with my dinner and he was like flipping around. I was like, you hungry? Like, what's going on? Like, sorry, I didn't really eat lunch today, you know? <laughs> like, but it is cool to like feel feel him in there too. So, you know, there's, it's, there's high, high highs and low lows is what I would say about it, you know? Yeah, completely. Yeah. But I think uh, a lot of what you said about community is spot on too. Like that's one of the yeah. things I'm realizing more and more lately, like getting out of self-employed sisterhood and like even like not, I'm not really participating in coaching programs. I'm not really doing as much of that stuff. Like the other night it was a full moon and I like sat down and wrote in my journal, but like, I don't do that stuff as consistently as I used to when I ran an online business. I was constantly doing the moon circles with you and constantly like around women and in these communities that like, I've sort of lost that. And it would be good for me to find my way back to that one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I've said to you that like, I mean, if you're okay with me sharing this, but like when I did a little Akashic Records reading for you, I feel like it was maybe 
don't know if it was before we found out you're pregnant or like just after, but like I have this really, just really before. clear vision. What's that? I think it was just before. Just before. And I had this like really, yeah. really clear vision of you like surrounded by other pregnant women or like nursing women and like holding community and holding space. It was like, and this is where I think it's really interesting because like, it's like you've known for so long that community is something that's so important to you and so valuable to you. And yeah, of course there are times when we slip out of that and we forget that, but it's, and like, I have those times too. And then I don't know, I'll just like suddenly have a deep conversation with a friend. I'm like, Oh my God, like, I'm craving this. Like I miss this. Like let's have a full moon circle. Like let's like dance around like the little witches that we are, you know? Um, But it's like, yeah, you've known this is something that you felt called towards forever. It's just that throughout your life. And this is really plays back into that whole like identity shifts and identity death thing is that like throughout your life, how you create and hold space for community and what that means has to shift as you shift and as you grow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I need to make some more space for that currently in my life. Like I definitely could use to work that back into my life in some way, shape or form. Um, Are you guys still moving? What? Are you moving into state still? Is that a thing that's coming up to? At some point, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Not till after the baby gets here and yeah, it'll be happening. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And that's part of it. Actually, what we haven't even talked about is like, while I'm learning to be a mom, I'm also learning to be a stepmom because he has a nine-year-old daughter. And so like, I'm just being thrown into all of it at once. You know, it's just been a, a really big transition and something that we had talked about a lot last summer when I did your program was like, one of the things I really struggled with was like, I, you know, closed my business. I was waitressing. I was still struggling a lot financially and he was helping me a lot. And I was really struggling to like receive that help. And then now as we transition to like being a family and like having the baby, like I'm going to be staying at home with the baby. So like, I'm fully like having to dive into letting him take care of me, you know? And that's been a, from being like a boss babe to being a stay at home mom has been just a huge transition for me, but also one that I feel like is super, like, I do feel like it's where I'm meant to be, you know what I mean? There's no part of me that wants to go back to working when the baby gets here whatsoever. And I actually think I'm going to love it. Like I talked to some people who are like, I hate being home with the baby. And like, I couldn't wait to get back to work. And I I don't think that's me. Like, I think I'm going to absolutely love it. And so, but it's just been like the whole thing. We've just had a lot of big transitions. (laughs) Okay. I know we'll need to close up at some point, not too long, but I want to ask about the stepmom thing. How are you going with that? Because that's like just another huge thing because it's like, yeah, you meet this person, right? And I think that like in your, when you're dating in your early twenties and like even mid twenties, it's like, well, you're pretty sure it's like, yeah, they might come with a little bit of like baggage or like stuff. But then as you get to like dating in your thirties, the chances are you might meet someone who already has like a, a child, you know, it's like you already have someone else's like family and like the ex and all that just and stuff that is more of a consideration and just dating can mean something very very different and now of course like obviously starting your own family with this person there's also the um almost like the merging of like two families oh, and stuff the like merging. yeah 100%. yeah 
And they're coming so, to stay with us for Christmas. Her and her mom will be here for about a week staying with us for Christmas. And I have to say, we're really lucky because they have a great relationship. Him and her mom have an absolutely beautiful relationship. Um, and that makes it so much easier. Like they don't hate each other. And that makes it 10 times easier for everybody to get along. Um, but yeah, it's just like anything. It's a transition. Like you're merging two people together. We don't know each other that well. Her and I are kind of getting to know each other. Um, and again, his daughter's been really accepting of me. Like she has always been really nice. Like really seems to take to me, really seems to like me. She's so excited about having a baby brother. Um, she wanted a sister just like, but she was really excited to have a baby brother. And um, <laughs> You're like, this little sis, <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> um but she's like we're all all in all right now things are good but it's it's a learning curve you know what I mean and it's a learning curve with him and like I don't always know where I stand and I don't always know like where the line is on what I can say and what I can't say or it's just it's like learning all of that um and he gets it like when we've had like little things about it he'll be like no I mean I get you don't always know I'm like yeah I don't always know you know, I read the room. I try my best. I'm trying to be really considerate of her mom and how her mom would feel and all those things, you know, but it's like, it's just trying to navigate all that has been hard. And then I think it'll be even more difficult once the baby gets here. Like, how's that? You know what I mean? Like he's got now a new family. Like I think just something we're going to constantly be navigating and she likes me right now. But of course, like as she gets older, teenage years feelings (laughs) towards me and I know that and so it's just like bracing myself for like all right well here we go but yeah no one I mean no one goes out expecting to be a stepmom you know what I mean and like he told me he had a daughter our first date like he told me that she existed and I was like okay cool whatever like I won't go anywhere you know what I mean you're not okay that's nice became more and more real and I met her and all the things you know but it just yeah it is it is it is wild. Definitely not where I would have pictured myself. Um, but here we are nonetheless. Yeah, that's funny because like it's funny you said that's not where you pictured yourself. Cause I was like, okay, the final question I want to ask is like, <laughs> where do you see yourself in a year? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a good question. That is such a good question. Well, and because in a year, like, you know, our plan and who knows about plans, but our plan is probably to move around this time next year. To be closer to his daughter is where we're talking about, by the way. Um, we will yes. probably do an interstate move to be closer to his daughter so the kids can grow up together and all that. Um, and yeah, other than that, it's like hard to really say. Like, I'm not planning on going back to work. So chilling with the baby, he'll be about six months old at that point and starting to eat and move around and crawl and all the things. So yeah, I'm I just I don't know where I'll be this time next year. That's a good question. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll just throw her in the deep end. I mean, if you asked me that question too, I'd literally be like, oh my God, I have no idea. Yeah, I think you're in the middle of a big transition yourself, being back home and like settled. and Yeah. And I think that's actually a really nice place to leave it. And then like, maybe we'll just share some final parting thoughts, our Mm -hmm. teachable moments as it were. Um, I could talk for three hours if you let us. (laughs) literally (laughs) is just like if you like listening are in a place in your life right now where you literally like you're going through a transition and you don't know like what is coming on the other side which it's like of course you know there's a child on the other side for you but then beyond that it's like well what will that mean about me like 
our relationship, moving into state, like who I am, like, will I eventually want to go, go back to work and like, just accepting, like, it's okay, you know? And then for me, it's like, okay, like I've come home. I know I'm too tired (laughs) and too exhausted to travel again. And like, kind of similar to you every time you think like, oh, maybe I should get back into my business. But like your whole body is like, no, I just don't want to. That's like me with travel or like going anywhere. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just be walking around my house and I'll just get like a flash of like, oh my God, I really want to go to this place. Or like, remember when I was eating this here or like having this experience, like, oh, I should book a flight. And then my whole body is like, no, like that chapter is done. And like, I think just learning to make peace with these transitional interim periods of you don't have to know what's next like that's as difficult as it is because you know our culture and society is so much around like setting goals and like working towards them and like knowing what's coming and it's like okay that's all well and good but like what if you literally have no idea and like that's okay and you like can't control any of it like that's something I have to keep learning over and over again by getting hit in the head with it but like I have no control over, you know, like I have no control over what any, anything that happens. And I couldn't presume to guess. And that's a lot of like, I've been trying to go into it with the baby too, is like, I don't know how he's going to be. I don't know how I'm going to be. Am I going to need help? Like, I don't have a great support system. So he said like, oh, we could hire you. I'm like, am I going to even need help? Am I not going to need help? Am I going to want to go back to work for my sanity? Even though financially for us, it doesn't make sense. Maybe for my sanity, I will. Like, I'm just kind of keeping a lot of doors open. Um, and we're both trying to be really flexible about like, we don't know. We really don't know what that's going to look like yet. Incredible. And I'm I don't so excited to for you. Attached to one thing because then it'll all really struggle when it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's that, Um, I mean, attachment is the root of all suffering. Isn't that what the Buddha says? So. <laughs> you know what I'm really thinking we need to embrace? We need to embrace our eras like Taylor Swift, right? Like your travel era is over. I love this. Keep going. Keep talking. I don't know why we didn't get this sooner. This is way too late in the game for us to be coming up with this. But your travel era is over and now you're in your, we don't really know era, but you're calling in your projector waiting probably for your next era. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is so, so good. Yeah. I definitely like if I had to like define this era, I feel like it's kind of my building era. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, obviously I've gone kind of that like I've hinted at like I've been going through a big transition in how I run my business and really shifting from what I'd call more like coaching into more like healing really like leaning into like more psychic work and then of course like uncovering these new like gifts and stuff like earlier this year and just everything that means and then I don't know I guess embracing a new like well yeah building like I'd like to I'm at a stage where like I'm living between my parents house in the city when I need to be here versus like our beach house like our family beach house Mm -hmm. when I don't need to be in the city and like there's no part of me that wants to be paying for a rental right now versus like when I was in my early 20s mid-20s I was like get me out of here like I don't care what I'm paying like I I just need that freedom but now I'm like I might as well like actually start putting some savings away so that maybe it's something that I own you know like I'm more moving towards that um, so I really do feel like this is like my building era, but I love this. I love <laughs> your adulting era. Maybe you're calling in your future husband because I know that's been on the t- on the cusp for a while. Maybe, yes. Maybe. 
Maybe, maybe he's like doing spells to manifest you. <laughs> I'm sure. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that's an easier way to help us think about it, right? Is like the eras, right? Like I really was in my like boss babe era for a hard, and then it's like I'm just not, you know. And now I'm kind. Of, I feel like I was in just like a weird middle in between era, discomfort and awfulness, and then like kind of stepping into my mom era and curious to see what that my stay at home Pilates mom era as I like to call it which is honestly I think where I belong like I think that is my life like it is made for me no I can completely say that say that and yes this embracing of errors you know if it's good enough for Taylor Swift like if Taylor Swift is able to like more herself every year something yes and then be so fully something else and like have an entire new outfit and like wardrobe to match each new identity she embraces so can we yeah You're a genius. And I would say like you've gone through some wardrobe changes in your era change definitely yep in the last Absolutely. couple of months like I'm, I'm not following you so hardcore but I'm seeing some shift in your fashion over there thank you for yes I have I've been trying to embrace like a bit more grown-up um and just like a, a little bit spunkier more. I feel like I've seen some spunky coming out of you yeah thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. before that it was very like the flirty dresses and the whole you know yeah yeah, yeah. Travel era. I mean it makes sense flirty little sundresses what else are you gonna do oh my and god it's crocheted crop tops like yeah oh my god it's so funny you say that because yeah I guess like I'm like I just turned 31 and I think I was always like I I literally had a moment shopping the other day I was like I don't want to wear short shorts anymore like you know, I feel like it's just like something that you really do age out of and that just like desire to dress maybe a bit more like modestly and a bit more like grown up, we could say. But of course, like this is just me, like you can dress however you want, but just being like, oh, I want skirts of a certain length now. Like I, and I was like, again, it's just like those identity things you have, you think like, no, I'll never grow up. Like I'll never like change and then all of a sudden you find yourself one day holding up short shorts and you're like they're a bit too short for me like <laughs> that's not gonna work for me I get my cheeks will be a little cold in that literally well you're telling me oh my god trying to navigate clothing when you're pregnant is the uh, also biggest struggle no one talks about like your body changes and none of your clothes fit but maternity clothes don't fit but then like and everyone kept telling me you're just gonna have to give up crop tops and I was like I'm not giving up crop tops like first of all maternity clothes are so frumpy if any of you out there are fashionistas and you want to make a million dollars make a good maternity clothing brand that isn't (laughs) because everything is frumpy like what you get pregnant you're just suddenly frumpy like I can't with it I'm still I'm 22 weeks I'm still strong on the crop top we'll see how long I make it okay no absolutely show off that beautiful big belly honestly and start wearing moo's over here I don't know oh god no <laughs> no but I did have to I did have to pack up like a bunch of my little like sexy going out like crop tops that like no way could get on my body right and I was like I'm gonna just box those up for for maybe yeah. another time they might never come back out but I'm just gonna that was a that was a death that, that was really a sad one actually for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tears were yeah. sad Many tears were shed over that. RIP, you know? Yeah. <laughs> RIP, my sexy crop top era. Exactly. <laughs> now they're oh. all nursing crop tops. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> but at least like at least you'll be having the bulk of like the big belly during winter I know they're like for people who are like super pregnant in summer and it's like you just want to be cool oh I'm um, very thankful that for that March will be my worst month and March here is awful like you don't yeah I'm not missing anything yeah I won't be Perfect. sweating and so, having to you, wear shorts babe. and oh no no I lucked <laughs> out with that one thank you baby really exactly. yourself well little Aries probably a little Aries <laughs> probably a little Aries yeah we'll see most we'll likely run a little Aries we will have to do it when you get yeah there. definitely yeah okay well do you have any final words of wisdom or final things you want to say or anything before we close up well this was wonderful thank you for having me feels good to be kind of back at it since I've been out of this era for a little bit so kind of cool to like get set up again tonight um but yeah honestly I'm not gonna put too much pressure on myself to have too many wise words but I really like our little era um comparison I think that that's we did good with that one I think that's a perfect place to finish and yeah I think everything that you've shared um I just want to thank you for your honesty too like with all of this it really I think it is the most helpful sort of thing that everyone needs right now. Just more people who are like, oh, actually, like, I was disappointed when I saw that blue, you know? Like, this has been really tricky. Like, this hasn't been all beauty and sunshine and magic. Um, Of course, like you said, it is that too, but not all that. So thank you so much. And I think, yeah, people will receive so much goodness from this. And yeah, yeah we'll have to. If anyone, if anyone does resonate, reach out to Heather or I because I'm always yes. curious. Yeah. Yes. What is your like current socials and that? Like, I know uh, you're not there often, but do the Abby finds balance ones. If you tag right. me in any of this, do the Abby finds balance yeah. one. But it doesn't really matter. I'm kind of like lightly using, but I've been feeling more called towards my original Instagram too, and we just don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> we don't know where we're headed with that so Perfect. well I'll put both of Abby's <laughs> socials in the um the show notes if anyone yeah really wants to let her know or you can give me messages to pass on to Abby of course always yeah all righty thank you so much love and thanks everyone listening um Happy I, 100. Will... Oh, I know thank you you did it <laughs>